Welcome to this week's edition of Island Recast. For more information on Grand Memorial Presbyterian Church or Pastor David, please go to gmpc.org. There are some things you can just never forget. The sweet taste of candy. The smell of freshly baked bread. The sounds of children laughing when they're at play. And for me, I will never forget the day that Jesus healed my eyes. I can remember it like it was yesterday. The first thing I saw were my hands as I washed the mud from my eyes. I watched them dripping with water, opening and closing them, turning, marveling at my hands, strong hands that were made for more than just begging. I looked down and I saw the water. And I reached in and I scooped up a a, a cup of water. And and then I opened my fingers and I let it drop back into the pool. Water. Who knew? Who knew water was so beautiful, so so fluid? Watching the, the drops of water bounce. I did another scoop. And then another scoop. And, and I started laughing. I could see. I could see. I, the people around me must have thought I was crazy. And perhaps I was. Crazy with joy. I, I went back home to, to, to tell my parents. And, and, and I'm asking where my parents were. And they're looking at me. And, and, and one person said, isn't that the the blind beggar? And, and somebody else said, no, no, no. It's somebody that just looks like him. This guy wasn't even there. Hello, it's me. I can see. And they said, well, how did this happen? Oh. The man they called Jesus. He made mud. And he took that mud and he put it on my eyes. And I washed and I could see. My cheeks started hurting because I was grinning so much. I was so excited and I wanted them to be excited with me. But, but they weren't. There was, there was tension in their voices. When you spend a lifetime in darkness... You, you learn to see with your ears. And I could hear that they were troubled. The next thing I knew, they were taking me to see the religious leaders of the day. Okay, that's fine. Now, they'll sort it all out. And I remember that, that journey, walking, seeing all the faces for the first time. The colors, the buildings, the clouds in the skies. It was, it was almost too much for me to take in. There was quite a bit of excitement. 
as I entered into the presence of the religious leaders. <laughs> I must admit, I was, I was a bit intimidated. Their, their clothes, the robes, so much grander than what everybody else was wearing. And the hands stroking those long beards. I watched their hands and quickly looked at mine and found myself wondering what the hands of Jesus looked like. Clearly, they were troubled. I could hear it. And now I could see it in their faces. So they asked me, what happened? Jesus, he took dust from my feet and made a mud with his spit and he put it in my eyes. And then he told me to go to the pool of Siloam and I washed and I could see. I expected them to rejoice. But they started talking as if I wasn't even there. And I could tell there was a great deal of concern about Jesus, who he was. And they're arguing back and forth. He can't be from God. Because he does not obey the law. And someone else said, yeah, but how could somebody do this if they were not from God? And they're arguing back and forth. And, and, I, and I, I saw another couple, an older couple, come in. And, and, I, and I could see that they, were, that they were nervous, that they were shaking. And I found myself wondering if, if, if they had been healed by the master too. And then the conversation went to them. And the religious leaders said, He's your son. Is this the one who was born blind? How is it now that he can see? My, my mother? My father? I, I wanted to run over and give them a hug. My eyes, my new eyes were welling up with tears, and yet their response brought grief to my heart. Their voices confirmed their identity to me. Yes, he is our son. And we know that he was born blind. We have no idea how he can see. Ask him. He's of age. I, my heart ached. They, they were clearly afraid. And they were more afraid of these men their fear was greater than their love for me.
and my heart ached. And again, they're going back and forth as if I was not even there. And I was so grieved by, by, by the response of, of my parents. I was kind of shocked when they finally asked me who I thought he was. <laughs> Do you know that was the first time in my life that anybody ever asked for my opinion? I straightened up and I said, sir, he is a prophet. Well, that wasn't the answer that they wanted. And they went back and forth with one another saying, this man is in sin. He cannot be from God because he does not obey the law. And they were going back and forth and they asked me again, Give God the glory. How did you, this guy open up your eyes? Well, whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. But this I know. I once was blind. But now, now I see. And I could see it in their faces. I could hear it in their voices. They were so angry at what Jesus had done. A miracle was standing before them and they couldn't get past what day of the week it was. They asked me to tell them one more time how Jesus opened my eyes. And I said to them, I've already told you once. Do you want to become his disciple too? I was a little surprised at my boldness. And oh, did they get angry. You are steeped in sin from birth. Interestingly enough, I remember before Jesus healed me, the disciples asking a similar question. Jesus, this man, why is he blind? Was it his sin or his parents' sin? And I remember Jesus saying, That's, you're asking the wrong question. And I was amazed to discover that there was a blindness that had little to do with sight. My response was as if God were speaking right through me. I looked at them and I said, well, isn't that remarkable? You don't know where he comes from. And yet he opened my eyes. Never before 
has it been heard of that someone opened the eyes of one born blind? If he were not from God, he could do nothing. Well, at that, they just went off. And they threw me out of the temple. They cast me out of the synagogue. The words of Moses ringing in my ears. Be strong and courageous and do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. I wasn't afraid. I also remembered a proverb that said, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do so. And how grateful I was that Jesus took those verses to heart. As I was walking along, a man came up to me and said, do you believe in the Son of Man? I, I had heard people refer to Jesus by that title. And I said, sir, show him to me that I might believe. And the man spoke. You have seen him, and he is the one who is speaking to you now. You have seen him, and he is the one who is speaking to you now. I could see him. It was Jesus, the one who had healed me. I looked at his hand. I looked at his face. And I said, Lord, I believe. And I fell on my knees and I worshiped him. My life would never be the same. And I began following the master that day. One of his disciples said to me, you need not fear anymore for perfect love casts out all fear. And again, the words of Moses ringing in my ears. Be strong. Be courageous. Do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. My life was changed that day. And as I had opportunity, I went to Jesus And I asked him if he would come home with me and meet my mother and father. Thank you for listening to Island Recast. For more information, please go to gmpc.org. It, it's, it's heartbreaking to think about the fact that they're 
their fear of these people was greater than their love for their son. And so there was a, a kind of self-censoring, self-canceling thing going on there as people were divided over Jesus. And we'd like to say that that's, that was back then, but that would never happen today because we're strong and we're courageous. And we do not fear what others think or what they say because we know that God is with us. And yet subtle changes are taking place in our society. I don't know if you saw the article that came out yesterday. PayPal has decided that for anybody that uses their product, that anybody that keeps money with them, that they get to be the moral police. And that if you say, represent, or support anything that they deem to be harmful or hateful, they will take $2,500 out of your account. Lawsuit. <laughs> Thank you, counselor. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that people push back. For just such a time as this, we cannot be silent. We cannot allow societal pressures to influence who we are as followers of Jesus. The religious leaders of the day were convinced that they were disciples of Moses, children of Abraham. And yet Moses says, be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, and he will never forsake you. Amen? Amen. Amen.